Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Uh, I'm excited for you today because we are going to uh, keep this message series cooking. A few weeks ago, we started a series called Storytime. And the point of the series, the goal of the series, the idea behind the series is to look at the different stories that Jesus told, specifically Jesus told throughout some of the New Testament in the Gospels. And if you don't know the Bible, haven't read the Bible before, it's no big deal. We'll kind of walk you through the scriptures we're going to be looking at today. But as we, as we continue in this series, what I want to encourage you to do is to, to really understand and see how stories impact you. If you've missed this series, like I said, you can check it out on the podcast or YouTube, but we want to be able to dig into stories and understand and maybe just think about why would Jesus choose to tell stories? Why wouldn't he just list out rules that we need to follow, right? Why wouldn't it just be a list of things we're supposed to do, things we're supposed to say, the ways that we're supposed to act? Why would he choose to tell, to tell stories? Because stories impact us. This is my opinion, that stories impact us in a way that rules cannot, Stories get inside of us. They change the way we look at life, the way we look at our faith, the way we look at our relationships. And so that's what we want to do with this story. We've gone over a few of the parables throughout the last couple of weeks, a few of those stories, and we're going to continue with one today. Our friend Crystal is going to be speaking today on the story of new wine. So let's give a warm welcome to our friend Crystal Stotzenberger. Thanks, man. So before we get into the message, are you guys loving this fall weather? Yeah, I've been told it's a, a fake fall and we're going to have another season of a gazillion degrees in Texas, but I keep thinking that if enough of us just wear long sleeve clothes, we can will to fall in. So we'll have a sweater circle next week. Um, I think I'm getting my religions mixed up, uh, rain dance. But so as Dom said, my name is Crystal. I'm one of the leaders here at The Heart, and from time to time I get to share a story with you or an experience with you. And this has been such an impactful series for me because like Dom mentioned, stories, they make us think, right? They put us in a circumstance and make us consider our own lives and the lives of those around us. And last week, Dom was talking about potential and he was talking about taking risk. And I wrote this question down for myself. I wrote down, what would it take to lean into risk and see more potential? Where am I stuck or comfortable in my old ways? Have you ever considered that? Maybe you've been thinking about stepping into something new, but it feels uncomfortable. Or maybe an old way or an old rhythm works well for you. So as I was considering that question, it brought me to a story. It's actually shared three out of four times in the Gospels. If you're not familiar with the Gospels, it's okay. Um, there are books in the Bible written, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you can find versions of this story in all three of the books. So I'm going to read this to you, and then I want to dig into what it means. Essentially, there's this theme of change and capacity, and what you have to know is today I'm not going to tell you that you need to change, right? I want to share what Jesus says when he's looking at change and capacity, but you are more loved and more than enough just as you are right now. So the theme is not that you need to change. 
So I'm going to start out, I'm going to read a couple scriptures up, and then you'll find that the last part of the story is on the screen. So this says, uh, it's a, we'll go over context here in just a second, but I'm going to read it for you. Afterwards, Jesus went out and looked for a man named Matthew. He found him sitting at his tax booth, for he was a tax collector. Jesus said to him, be my disciple and follow me. That very moment, Matthew got up, left everything behind, and followed him. Matthew wanted to throw a banquet to honor Jesus, so he invited Jesus to his house for dinner, along with many tax collectors and other notable sinners. That's harsh. While they were all sitting together at the table, the Jewish, Jewish religious leaders and experts of the law complained to Jesus' disciples. Why would you defile yourselves by eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? Doesn't Jesus know it's wrong to do that? Jesus overheard them complaining and said, Who goes to the doctor for a cure? Those who are well or those who are sick? I have not come to call the righteous, but to call those who fail to measure up and bring them to repentance. Now, for context, let me share just a little bit with you. At this time, in, in the ancient times at this point, um, they were used to fasting, okay? So the religious leaders, it was the law at this time in Israel that they would fast once a week. But some people felt that wasn't enough, so they would fast two times a week. And when Matthew was called by Jesus to be one of his disciples, he decided to throw a party. And not only did Jesus pull up, but also he brought his entire squad. So they were having a party on a fasting day. This was a huge no-no. So that's why the religious leaders are questioning what was going on here. So let's continue with the story. Jesus' critics questioned him. John the prophet is known for leading his disciples to frequently fast and pray. As the religious leaders of the land, we do the same. Why do you and your disciples spend most of your time feasting at banquets? And Jesus replies with three metaphors that are kind of weird. He says, should you make the sons of the bridal chamber fast while celebrating with the bridegroom? But when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then you will see them fasting. And he, give, he gave this illustration as well. No one rips up a new garment to make patches for an old, worn-out one. If you tear up the new to make a patch for the old, it will not match the old garment. And who pours new wine into an old wineskin? If someone did, the old wineskin would burst and the new wine would be lost. New wine must always be poured into new wineskin. Yet you say the old ways are better and you refuse to even taste the new. So what we're going to do is dissect this whole entire scripture, and we're going to look at what Jesus has to say about elements of change and growth in our life. We often want to see growth, restoration, or revival in our life, but we don't want to step out of those new ways, because a lot of times being is better than becoming, right? So what I was thinking through with that is this is going to be a silly example, but here you go. I have a pair of jeans in my closet, and you have either jeans or a sweatshirt or a high school t-shirt in your closet, and you continue to wear it. I see you guys laughing. You continue to wear it 
because it's what? Comfortable, right? We wear things, we step through seasons in our life in ways that are comfortable. Now, these jeans have been with me pre-quarantine season when I was a little bit thinner and post-quarantine season when I was, well, now, right? So these jeans, um, they are my favorite ever. They fit right. I love them. I wear them all the time. As you can see, they may have some holes in them. Did you guys ever have, Jean, tell me if you said this or if you would say this to me. So do you ever have like the dad joke where they would be like, you want me to buy you some pants since you can't afford a whole pair? Yeah. So these are my favorite jeans, right? I could buy some patches, but um, maybe, maybe they wouldn't cover the holes. But these aren't the holes that I should not be wearing these jeans for. This is the hole. This is why I need to get rid of these jeans. But I just continue to wear big baggy shirts just like this one so that I can continue to wear these jeans. Um, so, oh, it's like a reverse Bon Jovi concert, clothes being thrown off the stage. So, um, so if I were to take a new piece of cloth and place them on that patch or that hole, it wouldn't work, right? The jeans would tighten up, they would crumple around that new fabric, and it wouldn't work. Those jeans do not have the capacity to be worn anymore. I need to get rid of them. And so I wonder in our lives, where do we need to consider our capacity to be stretched? Where are our old ways no longer working for what is? It can happen in relationships and marriages and friendships, but it can also happen in our roles at work. Where is there a desire for change? Jesus is trying to illustrate here. See, the religious leaders, they were so fixated on fasting with saints. And Jesus was saying, I'm trying to teach you how to feast with sinners because I didn't come to patch up something that was. I came to bring you something new. There is a newness that I have here that I want you to experience. And we are always welcomed in to listen to Jesus as he's trying to show us the newness in our life. That's so why, or that's so why, that is why when Dom last week was talking about being able to see our potential, I kept getting stuck because sometimes I can't see that horizon of potential or what could be because I am so fixated on how it's always been. Anyone else? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for not making me feel alone in that. So I wrote this down for you. And it says, change is difficult because it causes us to challenge all that we think, act on, and believe. Jesus was trying to show everyone around that there was a new way to prioritize. They had always been prioritizing the law and the tradition, and he wanted to show them to prioritize people and hearts. And so I found that illustration so beautiful and um, also so confusing at times. 
Because it's not only difficult for us to look at and consider change in our own lives, it's also difficult when those around us, those that we love, that we're in circles with, when they decide to make change in their life, right? I had this uh, a friend, well, we're still friends. Um, I have this friend, and a couple years ago, every Saturday, without fail, we would go thrifting, and we would get coffee. It was like our jam, and 6 o'clock in the morning, it was coffee time, and it was thrifting time at the bins. You want to know more about it? Catch me after. I'll give you some good shopping tips. So anyways, one day, my friend says to me, this is on Saturday. I'm thinking we're going to get coffee, then to go thrifting. And she tells me she has decided to stop drinking coffee. And I'm like, you heathen. So... <laughs> Like, who decides just out of the blue to stop drinking coffee? She didn't consult me. We didn't talk about this. Like, this is really affecting my life. And now you just, you're not going to drink coffee. Um, I guess there was something about, like, a heart palpitation. So she was doing it for her health. Um, but anyways, it affected my rhythm. You know what I mean? Um, she decided she was going to drink tea. Like, what am I going to do with tea? But... You know, I had to support her in that. But initially, y'all, I'm not joking. I was upset because this was going to change the rhythm of my Saturday. Now, that's obviously a silly example. But maybe in your life, you've had someone close to you that makes a decision um, and it shifts the rhythm of your friendship or it shifts the rhythm of your marriage. And that can be difficult to consume and take in. So this is what we start to see in this story. And I, I do want to share a quick scripture with you all. It won't be on the screen, but I want to share this scripture because it gives us some insight to the growth that even Jesus had to step into. This is Luke 2, um, verse 52. It says, as Jesus grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. The favor of men increased upon his life, for he was greatly loved by God. Some translations of that scripture say that that word increased is grew, and it's defined by a conscious effort to advance. There was this conscious effort that Jesus made to advance in his ministry, right, in his walk, in his communication with those around him. It took intentionality to um, have his followers understand the message. And that's where we start to see that being is easier than becoming until becoming is more of a reward than being. And so I wrote this down for you too. Change pulls us away from comfortability, but closer to discovering new capacities. So when I was thinking through that and I was thinking through change in my own life, how do we identify where change is needed? What does that look like? And not for everyone, but what I started to realize for myself is I can identify where change or shift is needed in my life where I become dissatisfied with myself or my choices where I know that I'm already at capacity there, where I need to make a shift. Sometimes, right now, in my life, that's with my health, and that's a, an easy example, but I'm at the point noticing that I have to make some changes if I want to take care of myself. And 
in this metaphor where it talks about wineskin, that last part. Let me read it to you again. And who pours new wine into old wineskin? If someone did, the old wineskin would burst and the new wine would be lost. New wine must always be poured into new wineskin. So that imagery is a little bit more difficult for me than the first two metaphors, and it's because of this. Wine in the Bible is not a new subject. There are so many pictures and metaphors and illustrations where authors use wine to illustrate a point, right? But most of us are not familiar with a wineskin. Typically, if you think of wine, you think of a bottle of wine, right? Whenever it's in the store, it's already made and ready to go. Now, wine was significant in ancient times. They used it for many different reasons. They would use it at um, feast. They would use it sometimes as sacrifice to God. It was an old tradition, but it was made very differently. What they would do is they would take grapes and they would squish them by feet. If you've ever seen the I Love Lucy show where her and Ethel are smushing grapes, anybody? So they would smush the grapes. The first process is they would put them in these big vats, but then they would be transferred to either a clay pot or a wineskin. Now, a wineskin was made out of animal skin. So what they would do is they would sew up this animal skin, they would pour the wine in, and then it would ferment. And what would happen is the living potential within the grapes would mix with yeast, and it would create something new. But the byproduct of that something new was a gas, not the kind that you're thinking of. So it was a carbon dioxide gas that would cause this skin to expand and stretch. And the bubbles would go everywhere that they could until this leather could not stretch anymore at all. And so you couldn't put the new wine into an old wineskin because that was already stretched to capacity. Is there anywhere in your life that you already feel stretched to capacity? There are areas of life that we will try our hardest to pour new wine into an old wineskin. But in this story, Jesus is trying to tell us I've already brought new wine, but I've also brought you the capacity for new wineskin. Real progress means that we have to let go of what was to be able to embrace what could be. You're capable of this because the thing about it is every old wineskin was once new. You've already walked through this life with having to step into something new, as uncomfortable as that may have been. You adapted, and you stretched, and you held capacity. It can be really difficult, though. I'm not naive to the fact that that is hard. I didn't uh, uh, plan to share this, so let's see if I can get through it, but... Uh, about three years ago, um, I stepped out of a marriage, and I had some friends, and they, you know, were surrounding me, and two of those friends sent me um, 
some cookies and a note that said, I want something new for you. And there was a, a scripture out of the story I just read. And in my head, I kept thinking, I remember throwing the cookies away. I'm so sorry if you're watching. I threw the cookies away because I didn't want something new. I wanted the old. I didn't want a new life. I didn't want everything to be distorted. I didn't want the disconnection that I was getting ready to step through because I wanted it just to go back to how it was. It's too painful to think through what new would look like. I couldn't even see new or the process or what that would take or the capacity. I didn't want that. And it was really difficult, but it was step by step and tear by tear and hug by hug that I started to step into what was next. And life shifted and changed not only for myself, but for a lot of other people that were around me. And little by little, God started to show me, like, I'm putting this in your life. Here's a moment where you're going to be able to see me. Here's a person who's going to show you who I am. Here's some steps on what this will look like for you. And you do have the capacity because you've walked through difficult things before. And throughout that process, there was newness that came. There was newness for myself and the other person involved and for our daughter. Didn't mean it was easy. Doesn't mean it's easy now. But it was a, a process that showed me God's kindness, that showed me what it looked like to have people around me that would help me through that process. Whatever it is in your life that you're going through, whatever it is where you are thirsty for something new, it's available. I want to challenge you all to embrace the awareness of something new, but to recognize the gratitude of the old. There's a transaction that happens when they're changing the wine or when they're pouring the wine in the new wineskin, the old is shipped out, but the new is brought in. There's this transaction. It doesn't mean you forget the old. It means you allow yourself to embrace the new. When I think about this story specifically to what God has done, I am so reminded of not only my personal walk with Jesus, but also what I've experienced through this church, this community. I just never really imag imagined a close, intimate relationship with Jesus. It's not how I had always grown up and, and saw church to be. I had always saw church to be uh, rhythms and traditions and laws, and this is how I fit into this box and that box. And what Jesus is saying here is you don't have to create a new wineskin. You don't have to find the new wine. I've already brought that to you. That's why I'm here. This is a new season that you get to be a part of. Lean into me. I'm going to pray for us today, but before we do that, I just... I want to encourage you guys. There's so much 
in your life that God is already covering. There's so much precious, kind love that he has waiting for you. And if you've never experienced that, if you want to experience that, I'm going to pray for you today along with everyone else. Will you join me and bow your head? Father, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you for the love that you came to extend to humanity, to us as individuals. God, I pray that if someone wants to know you for the first time, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts in a powerful way. God, and I pray for each person here that you would open our eyes and our hearts and our ears to the newness that you have for us. Show us the potential that we can step into. God, shift our old ways so that we can see the newness. We thank you. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m. all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.